0: This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker Spine and Orthopedic Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Jeff Gittens, an orthopedic sp- surgeon and private practice physician um, who has a practice in AST in Ohio. Dr. Gittens, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, uh, before we dive into our discussion, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background?
1: Um, I'm a um specialized orthopedic surgeon in New Orleans, Ohio. Uh, I've completed three fellowships and uh, my group is up especially as well in muscle skeletal. We have about 23 partners um, and most of them are all um, sub-specialized and fellowship trained.
0: Fantastic. Well, what do you anticipate will be your top challenges in 2022?
1: The top challenges in 22 I foresee are just digging out of, of COVID. Um, COVID has taken a toll upon us since I just uh, thought back about it. It's been three years almost since we've been dealing with COVID. And if we think back about COVID, at one point in time, we were conserving masks and gowns, which has affected practices back then, as well as education for students and residents um, to where we are now. And it's also affected our relationship with our patients. So a lot of that has to be uh, dealt with and kind of uh, mended, if you will.
0: Absolutely, I think that's a really great point. And you know, when you look at, especially thinking about deepening your relationship with your patient base, what do you anticipate that will take um, in really making sure they feel comfortable and safe coming back and want to be able to rely on some of the specialty care providers like they would have before the pandemic?
1: You know, I think they rely upon us for our medical expertise and how we've approached them going through the COVID as well. The pandemic taught us um, how uh, we need to take care of each other more so than anything. Unfortunately, that created a distance sometimes from some patients when they came in where they had to wear masks, the physicians had to wear masks. There was a challenge then of seeing someone smile or seeing a facial expression from a patient. Um, patients felt very encumbered by a mask. Some people wouldn't even show up to the office. And so now we're finding people who are coming into the office for their musculoskeletal injuries that probably should have been in a long time ago, but they were delayed. So they've had delayed um, care for them. And that's being somewhat challenging. I think showing them that it's safe to come back in, showing that we're, we really do care for them is going to enable them to come back in the office, but it's going to be slow to begin with, and then do will have to be um, built upon.
0: Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Um, when you think about your practice, what are some of the big growth opportunities going forward?
1: Uh, you know, the growth, I think, from orthopedics is still going to be pushed to the outpatient setting. Um, hospitals are inundated with uh, their medical care patients as well. But what we found out with COVID as well is it pushed a lot of things to the outpatient setting. There are many hospital systems that were saying that they could not do elective overnight cases. Um, That forced a lot of surgeons, a lot of patients to take another look at doing outpatient surgical cases. So I think the next boom is going to be in the outpatient setting doing total joints, spine surgery, as well as most orthopedic procedures.
0: Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. Are you um, currently able to do some of your more complex spine and total joints in the ASC that you have?
1: In our surgery center, we're still doing uh, outpatient total joints. Um, most of them go home the same day. We have the ability to hold them overnight, but most of our patients are going home the same day. Spine surgery, we're not doing as complex of cases. Um, that is still on the horizon, and, and we're trying to make sure we're taking safe care of our patients and what our surgeons will come for with. That is a possibility.
0: Got it. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you think about some of the aspects of um, these surgeries and especially more complex procedures, bringing them into the ASC and so forth. What do you see as being some of the most interesting new technologies and platforms on the horizon?
1: Um, the computer generator, computer assisted technology for total joints is somewhat. Um, it's it's an interesting piece uh, to be used in the surgical field. Um, I think some of the companies are coming out from the New Horizons towards spine surgery as well. And what that allows you to do, possibly with spine, and possibly um, making smaller incisions, less invasive by computer-generated uh, programming to guide the surgeon to get the case taken care of. What that means, though, in outpatient settings, less pain. That's the biggest concern we have is how will we take care of our patients without giving them so much pain afterwards so they can be discharged to go home.
0: I think that's definitely an important aspect of it. And um, two, you know, when you look at the ability to bring in these programs, um, is it a pretty easy integration or are there other considerations that might be roadblocks in terms of bringing in some of this new technology?
1: With COVID, the ability of physicians to go be trained to go to courses has been hampered. We've not been able to do that. We've been doing a lot of things by uh, tele, um, sorry, by video chat as well as um, some telemedicine as well um so that's been hampered to a certain degree so when we're trying to trying to do new technologies that surgeon has to be trained how to use it so they can implement it into their surgery center um so that's been slow to to begin with a surgeon still um, has to feel very comfortable doing these new newer type of technologies um so they have to have caseload that's presented to them they have to go um, to certain labs to be able to become somewhat proficient at doing them before they start doing them in their own surgery centers but there's opportunity out there for them when it goes to education as well, it's not just a surgeon, but all of our residents, fellows, medical students, they've been hampered in their education as well because they've not been able to come into the OR suite so much because of the COVID as well.
0: It's so interesting to hear, and, and definitely, hopefully that'll um, reverse it as the pandemic wanes a bit. I, I think the final question I have for you is, what do you think the lasting legacy of COVID-19 will be on orthopedics and spine?
1: Um, it's an interesting question because I think it's still to be determined, but what I foresee it to be is that we withstood the onset of the pandemic, that we recognize what some of the, the, the potential complications could be. We tried to deal with them as best we could at that point in time. Um, but we still try to take care of our patients at the same, um, level of care that they did, that they, um, came to us to, to, uh. To accept as being the professional standard. So we had we recognized they had a pandemic going on. We took care of them from that standpoint. We got them in as best we can to take care of them. Going forward, I hope we can regain that patient's trust as well. I think that's one of the biggest things I see from my own patients is that they've been so reluctant about coming to the offices because they're just afraid, and that's that's not a good thing for a patient to be afraid just to go see their own physician. So hopefully that will go away. Hopefully we can build back the trust between the patient and the physician once again.
0: Absolutely. Well, Dr. Gittins, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
1: Thanks for having me.